1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled
3: Abraham Lincoln
2: Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: What's up? What is today? Is today Tuesday? Today is Tuesday. It is. I keep having to remind myself it's just Tuesday, which is not a great sign for the week.
5: (laughs) So we are three weeks from the election, although we were just talking earlier about the... um, distaste we have for the permanent election season that we're now in in america as politics have become really the national pastime i mean and that's not an exaggeration i think you can make that argument all day long that the real national pastime is not baseball like it was back in the day but it's politics that's the one thing
4: people every day check in on to see how their team is doing and unlike yankees versus mets or giants versus a's or what have you it's actually dividing friends and families apart, which is nasty. <laughs> um,
5: so yeah. So we'll we'll have that whenever whenever it happens. Oh oh I just did come across this. Because as we've been saying, it's election season now. It's three it's three weeks to the deadline for voting. Lots of people have already voted. More than a hundred thousand Georgians cast ballots on the first day of early voting, smashing a record, it says here. A uh, number of people commenting on the Jim Crow on steroids voter suppression at work. What a joke. Th- those laws are in place that were Jim Crow on steroids. 100,000 Georgians cast ballots on the first day of early voting, smashing the previous record. That is the worst thing Joe Biden has ever said, among the worst things any president has ever
4: said. Utterly unforgivable. We were talking uh, earlier about uh, you know the idea of total war. And now we have total politics. Every facet of society is involved in politics all the time and thinks about it and talks about it and argues about it and hates each other over it. To say that, to so demonize, and the word demonize is thrown around too much. I mean, that's not like saying, hey, you're, you're out of line. That's saying you're a horrible, racist, brutal, torturer, lyncher, and murderer of humans. If you care about ballot fidelity and want to make sure we can keep the vote safe. I mean, that was an unforgivable thing to say.
6: This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. That was
4: just weird. Add in a little incomprehensible, and you have Joe Biden.
5: So an eagle is, I guess, by some standards, a superior bird to a
4: crow? Ah, I think that's what he was driving at, but it was idiotic.
6: Is what it is because he who is who he is.
4: Yes. That's why it is what it is. Yes. Better have a care. I love that
5: clip. Anyway, so did you watch 60 Minutes on Sunday night? They had some of the usual uh, very serious troubling fare, and then they did a little thing where they interviewed a football coach who you may or may not know by the name of Dion Sanders. He was a big football star back in the day, played for the Cowboys and the 49ers, most notably there at the end of his career. Flashy, outrageous, known as Neon Dion. Yeah, but let's uh, let's run through some of those clips starting at the beginning there, Michael, with a little Dion Sanders from 60 Minutes. are you here?
3: I truly believe with all my heart and soul that God called me to collect. And What's I had time? to accept the charges. You accepted the charges. I had to accept the charges. But... Understanding when you accept those type of charges is going to cost you something. What's it cost you? A lot of sleep. But I can't say I don't love it. I love every darn minute
5: of it. I didn't uh, set this up properly in that saying the reason I want to play some of this stuff is I wish I were more like the uh, a, a human being, more like this kind of human being. I'm not. I'm like the other end of the spectrum. You mean better at covering passes or what? And, well, just attitude oh. and go get them. Let's hear more from Dion Deion Sanders. Sanders took the job at Jackson State three months after George Floyd's murder. Timing, he says, that was no coincidence.
3: It was relevant because it's a lot of folks sit back on the Twitter fingers and talk about what they're going to do. And, and I wanted to go do it. Do what? Change lives. Change the perspective of, of HBCU football. Make everyone step up to the plate and do what's right by these kids.
4: So worth mentioning, he's a very wealthy superstar in the league and has gone back to coaching college football at a smallish college.
5: Working crazy hours, as he said, not getting a lot of sleep. I mean, he's not doing it for the money. He doesn't need the money at all. Roll on. For all the flash, Sanders is defiantly old school, even by football standards. What other head coach brings his own lawnmower
3: to the practice facility? I may tell you once, hey, you know that grass needs to be cut on Thursday, okay? Now, if you don't cut it, I'm going to go do it. That's, Just, that's you in a nutshell right I, there. I, I can't, it's unfathomable to me to understand that you don't want to do your job and you're getting compensated for.
5: That's not the generation I came from. He can't understand the idea of people not working up to their maximum potential all the time.
4: Wow. Wow. Are, yeah.
5: you're, you're born that way, right? Well, we'll let's oh, play it. I, I
4: would suggest you're raised that way.
5: Well, okay. Yeah, let's. Uh, we can discuss that more. Let's hear more from Dion. Last season, Sanders was hospitalized with life-threatening blood clots that had formed in his leg. He spent 23 days in the hospital, and when he returned to his team, he needed help moving around. A towering athlete in American sports, who once darted and dashed into the end zone, who played in two Super Bowls and one World Series, that man may never run again.
3: I had my turn now i'm helping someone else dominate theirs
5: uh and then finally and then this really makes the point of how, uh, how he is uh, built in his attitude on life
3: i gotta win in every facet of life that's what winning is and we, we that's our natural odor we don't even lose cologne baby we are win we smell like winning around him <laughs> Yo, when well, you saw us on the practice field you, you walked and you when we first met you you could feel that you shook the hand of a winner you felt that. I know during well. you had to call somebody and say, hey, man, I'm your coach prime, baby. I, something about him. Something, so the, he's magnetic. I'm going to win. But not only win, I'm going to dominate. That's what I do. That's who I am.
4: Okay, now I get your born that way comment. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. See, the, the, the attitude of I don't understand, uh, it's unfathomable to me that people don't want to work or work up to their maximum potential, that's certainly a learned, can be a learned thing. But that just... I'm gonna win. I'm gonna dominate all the time. I'm gonna go 100 percent with everything I do all the time. I think your motor is either that way or it's not. My motor's on idle. It's a <laughs> it started and then it just idles. That's pretty much. Every once in a while I hit the gas a little, I'll get up to like the speed zone in a in a school area.
4: First 20 miles gear's a good gear. It's the one I got. <laughs> I
5: just I, when I see people like that, I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm amazed by.
4: I don't know. I, have they ever nailed down what that is? Gosh, I don't know. I think it's a product of a handful of things. Genetics is almost certainly part of it because you know your your overall demeanor. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, that's good enough. That that is like straight out of the womb. I mean, having raised three kids from birth to adulthood, right? I'm telling you, I had a brooding, uptight one. A sunshiny, laid-back one, and charming, ambitious one from day one. Um, But anyway... uh, And you don't feel like, to a great extent, that was influenced by things you were saying or doing? uh, No, uh, that was a factor. And that's what I was kind of driving at. To end up like Deion Sanders, you have to have that, that motor that runs from inside. And it helps a great deal if you grow up in a place mentored by people who nurture that i remember uh-huh. was it one of the great heavyweight champions or one of the decent heavyweight champions was it riddick bow who was talking about um uh, influential uncle of his it was his uncle right who's some of his family yeah said only only ones who work hard are a fool and a mule you fool if you work hard Obviously, Deion Sanders did not grow up in in that sort of environment. And obviously, Riddick Bowe, to be a heavyweight boxing champion, you got to work like a fiend. Um, It takes a combination of factors. And that's to get serious for a moment, more serious. That's why I despise the constant message to particularly minority kids that you can't make it stacked against you, don't even try. How much potential is wasted? How many, how many geniuses, innovators, uh, you know, g- great humans who will contribute whatever they would have contributed are nipped in the bud? Because they have the inborn thing, but are kind of beaten out of them by the people around them, including a hell of a lot of college-educated white people, by the way, who I bristle at. Um, I hate that message so much. I've known a few people that
5: are the, uh, you know, take on the day, go 100% at everything they do. I've always admired it. I just, I've just always felt like it's just, I'm just not built that way. (laughs) Maybe that's an excuse. I don't know. (laughs) I've tried pretty hard at some things, but I'm not a, I'm not a peg the meter from the second I wake up till I go to
4: bed every day, certainly. (laughs) You know, when you're considering titles for your autobiography, I've tried pretty hard at some things. <laughs> probably should not be on that list. <laughs> that that is Actually that's a really funny title. The more I think about it, I've tried pretty hard at some things.
5: Yeah, well, it's pretty accurate also. <laughs>
4: well, right. Jack Armstrong's Charmingly Frank Autobiography. <laughs> yeah, well, what an interesting guy. I admire that too. Um That whole, I'm not going to get on Twitter and mouth off, I'm going to go in and and change some lives. Good for for him. him. i got to do more stuff like that. I know when he was playing, though, players either loved him or hated him, because he was a bit much, and if you wanted to get on board and work hard, it was great, but if you just wanted to get by, you were going to hate him. You know, that's that's a good point, Michael, because often guys like that are really abrasive, and they have no patience for other people who achieve excellence a little differently. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Takes all I know, as they say, and have for a thousand years. I don't real. I don't know
5: if they realized that it was. It's not a choice necessarily for him to be that way, or for other people to be the way they are. <laughs> I I don't
4: know. Maybe I mean maybe I'm excusing that also. Oh no 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 no. That's so wrong. I know all of my strengths are because of my strength of character, and all of my weaknesses are genetic. <laughs> Just speaking for myself. <laughs>
5: You have a thought? You can text us 415295KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty show.
5: to grasp something i just read a twitter thread Mm. it's about the um idea that there's so many men out there that aren't having sex that incel community i guess that gets a lot of attention yeah and this is a woman i haven't been able to nail down who she is but anyway she's a thinker of some sort Men who do not have sex are suffering. They are less likely to be part of the labor force and more likely to experience depression, nihilism, and other mental health issues. Might be true. The hashtag MeToo movement accomplished so much, and we have to take the next step, normalizing having healthy, positive, consensual sex, decriminalizing sex work, funding sex education. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It's not a lack of education that has ever kept me from having sex. There was no amount of education that was going to help me in my situations when I was not having sex. Mm-hmm. Um and creating outreach programs that help young people develop healthy sexual habits. We should moving to be, we should be moving toward a right to sex. People should be able to have sex when they feel they want to and we need to develop services that meet people's needs without attaching the baggage of shame or criminalization. Hmm. Interesting. So coming from that whole incel uh, view of things, that we have a whole bunch of men out there who aren't having sex. A lot of them feeling like there's something going on in society that's keeping them from it. And that-
4: Well, and, and there are things going on in society. Some of them more... Uh, like uh, Some of them less defensible than others. Some of it's inevitable. It's just how times change, but... Well, like what? Most of the ones I'm thinking of are pretty much opt-out. Like, don't
5: spend all your time on social media talking to pretend friends and go out and meet actual
4: people. What, what, what sort
5: of things are you talking
4: about? I'm thinking about the trend where the vast majority, uh, not the vast majority, a, a large majority of uh, people getting college degrees are women, and many women do not want to, quote-unquote, marry below their station. And so a lot of working-class guys can't find a gal who wants to be with them. Mm. um plus uh uh, you know uh, every time we bring this up we get emails from guys talking about their efforts to date and some of the unrealistic expectations of women and how they're prejudiced in certain ways and you know the political thing has gotten weird now and it's getting harder to get together because people's attitudes are very strange
5: interesting what do you think about this in
4: front of me i wish i did but what do you think about this concept of a right to sex I um I have always thought that it was ridiculous that if I buy a dinner bottle of wine in a hotel room I can have sex with a woman but if we just eliminate the chewing of food uh, I cannot hand over the price of that meal and have sex. Now, obviously, if you have a wonderful time and hit it off with somebody and, and seek intimacy with them, I'm not saying that's the same as prostitution. But That's nice that you're not saying that. Consulting, consenting adults, to me, ought to be able to perform any lawful act with each other they want. And if it is because I paid you, I don't have any problem with that as a lover of liberty. Now... In actual practice, prostitution, sex work, whatever you want to call it, um, it's fraught with problems, moral, health, um, you know, logistical. Um, but I, I'm, I'm more or less, I agree with that, with a few caveats. Huh. What do you think? I don't know. My hesitation is difficult to put a finger on, and this is something I think about a lot and just read a good piece uh, the other day about it. If it's always been considered not good, there are probably really good reasons. Just because you can come up with an intellectual argument or two against what has practically always been doesn't mean you're right. Now, prostitution's always been looked down upon, but it's almost always existed behind the curtain, including by and, and used by the very people who condemn it.
5: Well, getting away from the, the, the sex work angle of the discussion, and while I do take some of those things you said they make sense, there are an awful lot of men who are not trying very hard at all and seem to be blaming the world for their lack of effort.
4: Exactly. Victim culture is a huge facet of American culture that isn't talked about enough.
5: If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast. Look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
6: sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show
5: well, Alaska is canceling its snow crab season for the first time ever it's a devastating blow for the fishing industry there, and it will likely drive up prices for consumers. Experts say there simply aren't enough crabs in the Bering Sea this year. The population plummeting. The red king crab season also canceled for a second year in a row. A crab boat captain tells NBC News the impact is going to be life-changing, if not career-ending.
4: We don't do nearly enough crustacean news, and I apologize for that.
5: Remember my story of buying the dungeness crab and boiling it? Oh yeah. I, it. I wish you'd have called me. It was alive, as they're supposed to be, I guess. And I put it in the boiling water and Barbaric And then when it ex- if you've never boiled one before, then it expels its air. It's <laughs> like it's it's its last sigh of I guess you're murdering me, aren't you?
4: And I, I just couldn't I'll eat it never after see it. Paris. Right. <laughs> tell you what, you'll get my crab when you pry it out of my cold, dead, butter-smeared fingers.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, I love Dungeness crabs so much. I love all crab, really. Um, to me, the king of the crabs, though, is the king crab. tell there you, you know. what. Uh, so, a uh, couple of things to squeeze in before the end of the show, including... I, I made reference to this, so I grabbed it real quick. Jonah Goldberg wrote something about... Oh, it's about conservatism and, and all sorts of different stuff. Jonah, <laughs> he cranks out more words per day than anybody I've ever run into. It's just, it's a gift, I guess. Um, uh, but he's talking about conservatism in general, I guess. And he says, one of the reasons our culture is so unsettled these days is that too many people think that offering, oh, and this gets back to our discussion about should there be a right to sex? I mean, you can't get a girlfriend, you can't get a wife, whatever, the, the incels, the involuntarily celibate people who are so bitter and nihilist, and, and frankly, it gets ugly online, the rest of it. We were talking about that earlier, if you just tuned in, but um, and whether prostitution ought to be illegal. Anyway, he says, regardless, I think one of the reasons our culture is so unsettled these days is that too many people think that offering some superficially plausible explanation for why this or that tradition or custom or phrase needs to go is enough to tear it down. Many on the right these days think that rudeness, for instance, is acceptable as long as it gets the job done and that good manners are a sign of weakness or misplaced fastidiousness. The same acidic thinking in some corners of the right has been applied to notions of good character and all sorts of things like the Constitution, democracy, and the free market. But on the left in some quarters, this approach is spun out of control. I've long complained about the role capital P pragmatism plays in progressivism. Say what you want about pragmatism, but when practiced with any seriousness, it looks to reason, facts, and evidence. It may miss things not easily captured by reasons, facts, and evidence, like the value of religion or marriage, but it's an intellectually serious project. But what we're seeing from some culture warriors on the left is neither pragmatic nor small-p pragmatic or big-p pragmatic. For instance, compared to many of my colleagues on the right, I'm a bit of a squish on transgender stuff. Uh, But even if I agreed entirely with transgender activists, and I emphatically do not, I would still note that trying to erase or fundamentally transform both the concepts and biologic reality of male, female, mother, etc., is wildly overheated and dangerous. Woman. Well, he, he makes an obscure philosophical reference, but anyway, We know why we refer to women as women. That's not one of those mysteries of why is religion important or why marriage and not just like a civil contract. That's not one of those deep philosophical thoughts. We don't need to think about why we think of women as women. It's because they're women. Medical textbooks tell us one reason. Common sense and common experience tell us several others. I'm so amazed by the number of people who are willing to just chuck out what is clearly commonsensical because they become convinced that it's like enlightening or enlightened to think otherwise. Mm. They just embrace the stupidest stuff. Just because somebody hits them with a two or three sentence, like he said, uh, what was the phrase? Just because you can come up with some superficially plausible explanation for why this needs to be torn down doesn't mean you're right. Let's not be rushing to tear down the fundamentals just because some professor was, uh, um, you know, persuasive. And I thought that was good. It's wordy, but it's good. Then on a little more earthy topic, I guess less earthy uh, politics. Boy, there's some interesting polls out. And we don't like to engage in constant politics around here. Predictions or midterm this, midterm that over and over again. But I found this just so striking. Uh first of all, this is kind of off the topic, but uh fifty five percent of respondents in New Harvard poll, the great, you know, right wing institution that is Harvard, fifty five percent said they have doubts about President Biden's mental fitness for office. Wow. Um, which has got That's because he's uh dottering old men. It's probably a factor anyway uh but that almost has to include a substantial number of democrats and absolutely independents sure uh let's see skipping ahead uh ba 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 california globe previously cited a cbs poll that asked americans to rank 10 issues inflation quote unquote scored the highest with 82% of respondents calling it a high priority and 3% a low priority i really who like... are you uh, yeah well you must be either super rich or Who gets rich off inflation? Somebody does, surely.
5: I I, I wonder if it's almost got to be the crowd that uh, is living off the government so they don't care what things cost. I don't know, but I can't imagine who's not bothered by inflation.
4: But I do like the structure of this poll because it's not like, pick one issue. Pick one issue. Your daughter is bulimic and your wife has a suspicious lump. What's the most important issue to you? Um, can I choose two? Nope. I hate polls like that cuz it doesn't reflect <laughs> real life. No, it doesn't. So anyway, this is do you think this is an important issue or not an important issue? Um, so inflation was 82 to 3. The economy was 80 to 2. Is that an important issue? The least important issue by far of the big CBS poll questions was investigating January 6th. Really. 33% said high priority, 40% low. And they point out that that's striking because that even means registered democrats and democratic leaners who comprise about 40% of these polls um they didn't consider the January 6th investigation a high priority. Interesting. Um I know some of you stand firmly on one side, some of you on the other. But the significance of this is that between January 6th and abortion, that's a tremendous amount of the Democrats' message. And I'm looking for, I mean, women's rights are here at uh, 17%. It's, uh, uh, It's a big issue in the Harvard poll. Where is abortion? Are they calling abortion women's rights? Probably. What about fetal rights? Anyway, um, all sorts of things jump out that run contradictory to a lot of the left media and Democrats messaging. Um, The police are one of the most popular U.S. institutions with a net favorability 19 points higher than the CDC, for instance. Didn't know that. And again, this is a Harvard poll. The police in general, much more popular than the CDC, significantly higher than the FBI, who was ranked lower than the CDC. Wow. 33 points higher than the DOJ and 83 points higher than Antifa. Ladies and gentlemen, Portlanders in particular, the cops are ranked 83 points higher than Antifa. Would you ever get that idea from following the news coverage? No kidding. Yeah. Which helps explain why Democratic politicians who literally carried signs saying defund the police and contributed funds to bail out Antifa rioters are suddenly claiming that they support law enforcement. Uh, 64% of respondents say that rising crime is the fault of woke politicians. Stunningly, even 52% of Democrats blame rising crime on woke politicians. Just shocking stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to predict how the midterms is going to go because a lot of it, a lot more of it's local than everybody admits in the national media, including ourselves. Sure. But um, the narrative on the left or by lefty politicians supported by the media who prattle on about it a lot is once again just completely divorced from the reality of normal Americans. And that. You know, if you're a betting person, uh, that would certainly lead me in the direction of thinking they're going to get an ass kicking. But we'll see. And then what? Well, then the Republicans will sweep to power and and govern brilliantly, uh, benevolently, and and wisely, and usher in a uh, new utopia, clearly, like they have in the past.
5: We will be off to, because as we were talking about earlier, the perpetual election cycle that we now are in. Uh, um, nothing's going to happen with the Republicans controlling the House and the Senate. They can stop things from happening because Biden's president, but uh, nothing's going to happen because he's not going to sign anything that's a Republican priority. So we're frozen in place, more or less, with national policy for two years. And that'll be a nonstop conversation about the
4: 24 election starting the day after. Right, right. Um, there's one more aspect of this poll I found super interesting. We're running out of time, but I was going to hit it kind of hard tomorrow early in the show um but respondents were asked what's the what are the most important issues facing the country and and they gave their answers 30% 37% this poll made them choose one said inflation 29% said the economy which is virtually the same thing 23% said immigration then they asked what issues do you think republicans are focused on and it was the same it was actually upside down 37% Immigration, 24% inflation, 21% economy. So although it was kind of, the positions changed, the things respondents said were the most important were the things they said Republicans are focused on. Then they asked, what issues are Democrats focused on? Number one, at 27%, January 6th. Number two, women's rights. Number three, climate change. Oh, for three... On the most important issues facing the country according to the very people who are asked what issues are Democrats focused on. That's interesting. That portends foot meeting gluteus maximus.
5: Right. If there's anything positive that could come out of this to me, because I think this would be good for everybody. More politicians right and left, but it's mostly left because Twitter's mostly left. More politicians reeling Twitter realizing Twitter's not the real world would be good for everyone. Amen. Absolutely. For everyone. More on the way. We'll finish strong.
0: Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
3: The Armstrong and
2: Getty Show. This dude just crushed my pizza and told me to get the F out of his store, crushed my pizza. Because I'm asking, why is there no hot and ready when they're yeah. supposed to be hot and ready? Oh, no, you're on video now, buddy. Oh, yeah. oh you're on video now. You crushed my pizza, man. Yeah, you crushed Yeah, I pizza. want a refund. Yeah. You are going to get in so much trouble. Oh, so much trouble
7: for our pizza? Yeah. Just get out, He's just
6: going down, that's all.
5: Wow. What happened there?
4: People.
6: <sighs> Little Caesar's Pizza guy showed up, said his pizza wasn't hot and ready like it's supposed to be, and so the guy got mad and crushed it, I guess.
4: Told him to get the hell out. Crushed his pizza. He crushed my pizza. A $6 pizza. <laughs> I don't know what that oh, means, crushed my pizza. I have a feeling he pounded on the top of the box, said, I don't want your business. Get out. People screeching at each other and recording each other over a $6. Uh, it wasn't hot and ready. Good gracious, Freaking we're an
5: angry people. I order a Little Caesars pizza. I expect it to be room temperature and okay.
4: Spend ten bones on a pizza there, King Midas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Rockefeller. Uh, in a country where
5: they have real problems, Russia, another state Duma deputy that'd be a member of the government has died prematurely at age 46. Well, that's a shame. Don't, Don't have a COVID? cause of death on this particular leader, but in Bremer with a list of all the people that have died this year, all the and high-ups in the government who've died at uh, unusually young ages. Twelve that have fallen out of windows. Seven that have shot themselves with a suicide note next to them.
4: Mm-hmm. And a bunch of others.
5: Twelve people fell out of windows.
4: Yes, he died of COVID while falling out the window. That's a, that's a lot of falling out the window. Well, they got big open windows in Russia. You go to the against a one, it's open, you fall into the street. So
5: here's a guy... Um, Reportedly died in a fall from his apartment. Here's another guy reportedly hospitalized for heart problems and depression. Then fell out of a window. After that, here's oh, yeah. a guy who fell out of his boat and drowned. Here's a guy who fell
4: off a cliff while hiking. It happens repeatedly. <laughs> so the and, I, and, and the weird, he committed suicide on way down from cliff. So you want it to be
5: ridiculously obvious what happened. That's what's going on with Putin. You, want it, you, you don't want people to wonder, geez, I wonder if he fell from the cliff, or could it be Putin killed him? You want it to be obvious, right?
4: Right. Barely plausible denial is the way you keep people in line, yeah. Or sometimes, you know, if you're a Saddam Hussein, you don't bother with plausible denial. You just kill him.
5: That's a lot in a year, a dozen people either falling from cliffs or, or shooting themselves. Now, some of those people might have shot themselves. Because you end up in a situation where you realize somebody's
4: going to come and push me out a window, so I might as well end it. Let's do it on my terms, yeah. yeah. Well, at the very least, Russian schools have to start emphasizing window safety to the kids. (laughs) I mean, never mind like sex education and avoiding syphilis. Avoid windows. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, Monk Fair will probably get to tomorrow. Uh, You remember old Jelaine Maxwell, uh, Jeffrey Uh Epstein's? co-rapist buddy? Well, she's starting to speak out now And she's convicted and all and looking at life in prison. She's spilling the tea on various folks. I don't know if you can believe
5: her, but... I saw her say that the worst thing that ever happened to her was meeting Jeffrey Epstein. I, well, have I suppose no you doubt. think yeah. I suppose you think that now.
6: I don't want the show to be over, but, but I am ready, ready ah. to listen to the phone!
5: We need to cut some sort of fake PSA about window
4: safety. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Yeah, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Our technical director, Michelangelo, he keeps us on the air in the control room. Would you lead us off, Michael?
5: Yeah, earlier we were talking about cheap pizza, and I was just thinking, you know, there's not a lot of pizza I don't
6: like. It has to be really, really bad for me not to like it. I love pizza.
4: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, a final thought
6: for us. You know us? who
5: else liked food was Babe Ruth, and we talked about his diet earlier today. And I'm looking at it, and normally food challenges don't really get my you know mind going. But I want to see how far into his diet I could go in a single day without getting sick.
4: Yeah, it's just astonishing. If you missed that segment, it's uh, check Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Jack, a final thought for us? Pizzeria Maza in, I think it's in West Hollywood, the best pizza I've ever had that
5: I discovered recently. You should check that out if you're ever there, Michael. Um, uh, I have said this many times over the years. I'll never understand why we call the cold the common cold. It's common because we all get it. It is not common in terms of the way it makes you feel. It makes you feel quite miserable. If you didn't know it was a cold, you'd go to the
4: hospital. I hate colds. Mm, I hope that's all you got. Uh, My final thought, it wasn't going to be food related, but you brought this up. I, I have sinned. I have fallen. I have violated my own vows. In a moment of weakness yesterday, I purchased and consumed grocery store sushi. <laughs> not and gas right. station sushi, but grocery store sushi. But it's not horrible, is it? No, it's meh.
5: Yeah, it's not great. little soy sauce, little wasabi on there. Meh. Yeah, exactly.
4: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Boy, we've got a lot of good stuff for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Go there. Check it out. Would you buy some swag? Helps to pay the guys. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America.
0: Armstrong and Getty. They're way better. At words. At words. Oh, my word. Words. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day.
5: <sighs> Fecal matter.
0: Fat. But it's also a bob. It's a bobcat is the thing. A, anyway.
6: bob, a Squirrel!
4: <laughs> it's true. Thank you all, and as
3: always, everybody else. I love y'all. I'm that high
5: note? <laughs> Thank y'all very much. Armstrong and Getty.